Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Hello, this is Felipe of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. What you're going to hear is a throwback episode of the Jilly Philly Power Hour. Uh, we have three episodes from there. Uh, it was an original concept for a podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, stay tuned for more podcasts on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. Just subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Enjoy this throwback episode of a podcast that I used to do. Bye. Five, four, three, two. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a few weeks, but we are the Jilly Philly Power Hour. I'm DJ Felipe. DJ, what am I talking about? I'm Felipe. And I'm Jillian. And today we will be talking about the DCOM Smart House. First of all, we want to apologize for the hiatus, the quick hiatus that we took. Um, We had final season. We just died, basically. Yeah, we died and we came back to life. Pat revived us. Thanks, Pat. Pat, we love you. Um, um, but if you don't understand that reference, then you probably won't understand this entire podcast. Yes. But like, that's all right. Just like listen anyway. Yeah. Cause... Educate yourself, you know? And even if you do get the reference, but don't remember exactly the joke, then take a minute, pause, watch Smart House, and then come back and listen to us. We'll still be waiting here, but you need to listen to us. We'll be very sad if you delete us. Smart House is available on um, Amazon Prime. You can also uh, buy it on YouTube, actually. It's like six bucks. Yeah, Amazon Prime, you can rent it for in standard def for like $3. Yeah, so give mm-hmm. it a watch and then come back to us in a minute. Yes. Um, Wait, let's pause for them. Okay, hello. Everybody's watching now. Yes, everyone's back. Um, back, back, back again. So Smart House from 1999. Do you have any initial impressions from like when you watched it? When you were younger? 
I thought it was the sickest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I literally wanted that to be my house so bad. And I was so jealous that Ben had the opportunity to even, like, enter a raffle to win that. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, I want that. Also, I really thought Ben was cute. Not going to lie. Have you looked up what he looks like now? He's 36 now, by the He way. was in Pretty Little Liars. He was? Yeah, he was. Because um... I Googled what happened to Ryan Merriman. <laughs> like... Yeah, I think he was, uh, like... A boyfriend of one of the characters at some yeah. point. Yeah, well, he's already been like married twice, I think. That's so is Chad Michael Murray, but beside the who point. that? He's a guy from a uh, One Tree Hill. Oh, okay. Anyhow, sorry. But yeah, no. So I looked up what happened to him. He is thirty-six. That surprised me, but it makes sense because he was probably like sixteen when the movie when he filmed the movie. He looked like thirteen. He looked like nine at times. The little girl looked like she was older than Oh, my him. God. She was so cute. I related to her so hard. She was a big mood. She was I Angie, loved right? Her. Yes. Yes. And then I loved uh, going into, like, parts of the movie that I really liked about Angie was um, when uh, Ben walked in and you can, like, see her jumping on her bed. On with, the bed? Yeah, with her um, favorite, like, video playing on the wall. I yeah. just thought that was the sickest thing because that's something I would want to do. I would want to put my favorite music video on a wall and just, like, jump on my bed and have a great time. No, that that was a fun time. Um, also, like, her, so we're just going to talk about little details, but, like, when her alarm clock was Disney World, the symphony, that was, like, <gasps> such a big mood. Um, but, yeah, so... Smart House is a movie that where one kid enters a raffle. It's a family of three, the dad, the kid, the brother and the sister. The mom passed away. And the um, brother, who is Ben, who's yes. pretty much the main character of the movie, yes. he um, kind of takes on a parental role before they get the Smart House because he's, like, cooking on the food and taking care of his little sister while his, and his dad, basically, while his dad goes and works. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why he enters the raffle is because he wants... That he wants the help of somebody else, but he doesn't want a mom to replace his yeah. dead also, mom. Also, I think he just wants to live in the house. Well, yeah, like, yeah, but like it was also like he wanted, like he didn't, like I was like seeing it how like he like didn't want his, um, he didn't because he didn't want his dad to bring a new girl home. Yeah, but he also like wanted to still be like a kid and have like fun. And, yeah, like, well, actually, so when I I forgot to mention how my backstory. So I feel like I was channel surfing one day, like on Disney Channel between Nick and Disney Channel, probably, and. I landed on Smart House, and it was, like, 20 minutes in, so I missed the whole... Con- or, like, maybe not even 20 minutes, but I missed the whole context of that Sarah wasn't his mom. Oh, second. got you. Cause I, or at least that's how I remembered it. I thought Sarah was his mom, so, like, when... That's why I thought, like, his mom was a genius and stuff, but I didn't... From what I remembered, I thought they were already a family. But that then, like, refreshing my memory and, like, made sense. But, yeah, so then... Basically, the movie starts, Sarah is, like, finishing out the kinks with the house with mm. her advertising partner, the dude. Like, it was just, like, yeah, some partner that, like, does, like, the publicity for yeah. the... Um... He was irrelevant. And we see her rat, which is, like, just, like, I feel like a way they use to get the later scene in. Like, yeah. just, like, th- that was probably thrown in last minute. Can you explain more on that? Just because... Okay, so she has a rat named Butler, the butler, mm-hmm. um... And she's trained him, but I feel like that was just added because at the end of the movie when Pat malfunctions, uh, she needs a way to communicate, so they threw in the rat as, like, a last minute. It felt very last minute of an Mm -hmm. addition um, because it was only mentioned, like, one time besides those two scenes. Yeah. So um, 
Like, it was cute, but, like, yeah, she has a rat. Um, <laughs> and did you see that the movie was di- directed by LeVar Burton? I heard about that. Yeah, no, so I saw that, and I was like, LeVar Burton? But anyways, um, who is texting me at this hour? Stop, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> um, anyways, so, yeah, so uh, the final number of entries for this contest was 8,400-something. So, Ben won. I can't believe only 8,000 people tried yeah. to win that. I house. think you had to live in the county or whatever. Yeah, oh. Because it, yeah. But you know what irritated me about it? Like, the fact that they didn't even check. They were like, it's a 13-year-old kid. Like, I feel like there's some verification that, like, nowadays they'd have. Oh, yeah. Like, you'd, you'd have to be, like, 18 or over to apply yeah. and, like, that whole thing. Yeah. And how he did it behind his dad's back and then, like, tried to convince him while they were getting the tour of the house. Yeah. Which is, like, very interesting to me. It's definitely not something that would actually happen. But yeah. Like, you have it, to suspend your belief in reality for this movie. Yeah. Especially sure. in 2019 when we're, like, this house. This oh, yeah. I was talking about that earlier. So the movie came out in 1999, which is about 20 years ago. 20 years ago. So, um, and you could tell that this is kind of, like, a futuristic-y type of movie. Like, something that, like, we were, like, thinking would happen, like, eventually. And, like, it's been 20 years. And we still have no, like... We have AI. Yeah, we have AI, and we have, like, smarter houses with, like, the screens that you can, like, press buttons and stuff. But, like, there's no voice command. You can't be like, oh, hey, like, you can't be like, hey, Pat, make me a smoothie. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, they can't make things. They could just, like, search the internet and find things for you. Yeah, like, Alexa, play Despacito. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But um, I'm really looking forward to a time when I am able to... um, Over one of those houses. Like, just be like, hey, um, make me a smoothie. And then it makes me a smoothie. And then I spill it on the floor. And then it uh, freaking absorbs the mess. Like, please give me that. Exactly. No, um, that's something that I really want. Like, especially at the beginning, they were like, your nutritional value. I'm like, okay, like... Don't give me cupcakes. Give me something healthy. Like or like healthy cupcakes that yeah. like I think are really like bad for me and like taste really bad for me, but like are really good for me and like yeah. help me. Yeah, make me like things that taste good but like are nutritionally amazing. Yes. Yeah. But um, Pat is apparently a great cook. Um Yeah. You know that that mac and cheese did not look bad, the one that Ben made. <laughs> and then like I think they call it tuna noodles, so they put tuna in it, which is kinda interesting. But okay. Yeah, I don't know. Disney's weird. They throw in some weird things all the time. Yeah. Also, just a side note, the um Ben, the actor who plays Ben in this movie. Ryan Merriman. Yeah. He also played the guy in Luck at the Irish. Yes. He the did. other fantastic Disney movie. I love oh my god. It would play every single year on St. Patrick's Day, and yeah. I'd get so excited. Sorry, side note. But, okay. Ah. Yes. So, PAT, basically. So, PAT stands for Personal Applied Technology. I wrote that down. That's what PAT stands for. Also, like, can we just take a moment and appreciate in 1999, this movie celebrates women in STEM? Oh, yes. Yes. We like, love feminist icons. Yeah, Sarah is a feminist icon. and um, But, yeah, so... Also, the little sister's name is Angie, and... Basically, she wants her dad to find a new girlfriend, um, but Ben is very hesitant about that because he's like, nah, dad can't forget about mom. And, like, there's a good climax at the end when he's, like, when they talk about it. But there was a promise that dad made that he'll never forget about mom. And Ben, like, in he was probably seven at the time, or my math is off. College of optional math here at BU. But... Um, he was like, you said you'd never forget about mom. You can't date other women. So that's how he probably conflated it. But we'll talk more about that climax later. But 
Angie was a baller. She just had so much fun in that movie. You could tell, like, jumping up and down on the bed. Um, oh, so is it just me or did Sarah kind of look like Jennifer Aniston? I can see it. Yeah. Um, she was very pretty. Uh, and then Angie is smarter than Ben. I don't know why I wrote that down, but yeah. So yeah, they move into the house after some convincing. Basically, the dad agrees, Nick, he agra- agrees to check out the house because he sees Sarah's face. He's like, thirsty. <laughs> um, so that's why he agrees to see the, fi- uh, the house. And then he- they decide to move in. And what would you make your alarm clock? That's a great question. Yeah. What would I make my alarm clock? Honestly, like it has to be something that I really hate because if it's gonna wake me up, I don't want to end up hating a song that I love. Yeah, no, that's what happened. I don't. I didn't never loved "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift, but I made that my alarm. And then now, when I would hear it in the mall, I'd like get anxious. Yeah, because like that's the thing that literally wakes you from your slumber. Yeah, but I'm trying to think. I feel like I'd have to go with classic alarm or something, just like. Or, like, maybe a fire alarm or something. Like, different kinds of alarms each day. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was like, how does Ben not hate basketball? <laughs> um, and then, so, yeah, his was basketball, buzzer beater. Um, Angie's was this Disney World Symphony. And Nick got a classic uh, cock-a-doodle-doo from a rooster. Yeah, because the really cool thing about Pat was that, like, she literally controlled every single aspect of their life, which is, like scary like as the plot goes on and you're like yeah. holy crap she literally controls every single aspect of their life but it's like really helpful having like somebody wake you up and like something with like something that you love as well make you food clean the house like do all of that and it's just like watch your kids when you go on a date with the person who created the house like yeah. damn you got in like a built-in babysitter exactly except we'll get to it later yeah <laughs> the bully like so another small plot line in the movie was that Ben was being bullied by this kid at school to do his homework. And the bully looks like unemployment. He probably is unemployment right now, right? Oh, my God. That's probably offensive, but he d- looks like he probably has not done anything with his life. Not the actor, but, like, the bully character himself. Got you. Um, then, uh, so, yeah, so Pat, uh, we first see s- signals of Pat having the capacity to malfunction when Angie asks for a smoothie and Pat just starts throwing oranges around the house. Yeah, and then Sarah comes in and fixes it. Um, and while she's fixing... And while she's fixing it, Ben sees that um, the control panel is a thing and then he, teach, he like puts a program in Pat to um, be like a mom. Yeah, he throws in like 50s TV shows and uh, like plays on Father's Knows Best and Mother's Knows Best um, yeah. and like other maternal sitcoms based on the mother and it's like it's like Pat this is everything you need to know how to be a mom and then Pat later on says I am a mother like no other so yeah so he just she he wants Ben to be no Ben wants Pat to be the mom yeah and um, it end, it like it goes well for a hot minute like she starts to get more controlling but it's not really like this yeah. like terrible terrible thing until ben until the party scene Do you yeah. want to talk about the party scene so before we go there like uh we should touch on the fact that like ben gets hit by the bully when he didn't do the homework and then he comes down like when he returns home with like a 
bruised eye not a black eye because it wasn't like on the eye but like he had a bruise on his face and she's like okay put steak on your face because like that's what they did in the 50s yeah. or whatever and then like uh he said what in the dick i wrote it down she said something does it hurt like the dickens she asked but um nick is like why is she talking like this she's from the 50s but yeah so that's important because she's like i want to beat up whoever did this to you ben um so nick ends up asking sarah out on a date and i shipped them um but what was i saying oh yeah so uh when nick is saying something about like pat like or something about oh she he's talking to Sarah for on the phone or something and he's like yeah I hope they have fun like Ben needs to have more fun and then Pat Google's fun basically Google's is not Google yet but she's like fun and then she watches MPC the music party channel and sees all these kids partying and it's like Pat is gonna throw a rager <laughs> basically and she yeah. invites all of the friends over and like she sends she hacks into Ben's email and sends an invite. Yeah, and so they all show up, and 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 one of the um, attendees is the crush that he has at school. Yes, Quinn or Gwen, I didn't pick up the name, but it was something like that. Um, and so before they get there, his two friends show up first, and then they're like, "Oh my god, that scene was so cute!" So they Pat puts on like a a boy a, band, a boy band doing a dance number, and then him and his friends just like casually know the dance. Yes, I'm just and they like do their little like their little like stepping and like clapping and like turning around and stuff, and it's just like wow, how like do they sit in their rooms and learn these boy band dances? Just like how these um, like in today's world, like the uh, K-pop obsessed girls learn the K-pop dances. Ben and his friends sit in their rooms and learn the boy band dances. I just think that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, no, that was. I was like, why is there this completely choreographed dance? Like, I thought, like for a second, it was like, is this High School Musical? Do they just all like? <laughs> I loved it so much. I thought it was like such a. It was like a reference to the pop culture at the time, as yeah. well as just like a little fun little thing to show that like. Well, like, in a lot of movies, like, they don't really, like, the guys aren't, like, really into the pop culture and, like, the dancing and, like, like, boy bands. They kind of think that it's, like, stupid. But then, like, in this movie, they had it as, like, Ben and them, like, love the boy bands and um, know the dances and the whole shebang. Um, And I think that was really awesome. I thought it was, like, it was, like, a little fluffer type of um, clip, but it was really enjoyable for me, at least. No, um, and then do what I can tell (laughs) <laughs> excuse me do you want to continue talking about the party and oh, then the circle party. back to like the whole sarah nick storyline and like talk about that from like the beginning or do you want to just circle back to that now and then talk about the party so the party was a pretty interesting um scene it was kind of like um all the friends it was so cool they had like this little dance they have this line of people on each side and then that was pe- such a middle school oh thing my God, i love that they would walk down and dance while going down the line and then go back into that end of the line and like somebody else would come down and dancing i just thought it was so cute it reminded me of like weddings or like some shit like that and it was just um so wholesome that's the word i was looking for it was so wholesome one of the bottles definitely looked like a corona i'm gonna say it right (laughs) now like the label on the back it pretty but yeah so they had a party and ryan shows up ryan the bully and his sidekick yeah that was unnamed just like his friend his one friend. Yeah. Um, and then when Ryan shows up, um, um, Ryan shows up, and then 
Pat's like, no, I gave him a special invitation for me. Oh, yeah. Because, like, because Ben's like, why are you here? Or yeah. Whatever. And she's like, oh, special invite. And then she, like... Pat puts it, like... Pat's a little bitch to him. I loved that. Yeah. And, like, from my memory, like, she grabbed him with the claw and, like, threw him out. Yeah. But, no, she just chases him out with the claw. Oh, I thought it was a grab. No, she doesn't. Berenstein, Berenstein all over yeah. again. Yes. But, um, yeah, so, like, she, like, shines a light on him. Is like, she was about to, like, dig up research on him. But, like, I yeah. forget what exactly she did besides, until, like, she... And I watched this movie last night, so I don't know why I'm blanking on this. But she basically chased him out and like and stay out yeah and then his friend like tries to like console him and then his like ryan like trying to be this still like super buff guy he's like no get off of me but it's just like dude you literally just got chased out by freaking technology like like a metal arm just chased you out yeah and then it was a really cool line at the end once um he was already outside on the floor like basically like you're gone you're you're you are no longer relevant yeah like pat was like um now don't ever mess with my little boy ever again basically saying that like ben is her son which goes into how deep she was in this like mother role type of thing we'll get to the ending later but i felt like she was the villain of the movie clearly like but she had good intentions it was like a good intended like she was like, she just wants to be the best mother. And then, like, when she cries. We'll get to that later. But I just do want to circle back to the Nick and Sarah storyline because we haven't really touched on that as much. So, like, Nick invites Sarah to family dinner a few times throughout the movie. The first one, like, to ask more about, like, how the house works. And then Ben's like, does Pat follow me into the shower? Like, and then uh, he's like, I don't want Pat knowing about my shower stuff. I'm like, uh, what is that supposed to mean? Is he alluding to the fact that he has a small penis? <laughs> I thought he was alluding to the fact that he was—he doesn't want his dad to know that he jerks off in the shower. Oh. <sighs> I mean, it all had to do with penises, basically. But yeah, so he, like, he said, like, I don't want Pat knowing there, but yeah. And he was like, oh my God, thank God. Like, I was like, okay, that was awkward. Yeah, Pat does not go in the shower, people. She respects your privacy to a certain extent. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so anyways, they make dinner, and then they're like, let's go get ice cream. And then he's like, no, I don't want to get ice cream with her. And then later on... Her being Sarah. Sarah. Not Pat. Yeah. He'd get ice cream with Pat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... And then, so like, we see that. And then Angie is like, yeah, like, I'd love to get ice cream with a girl that... Oh, like, with a girl that my dad's into or whatever. Like, she exposes his crush on her. And she's like, um, excuse me? How do you know about this? Yeah, and then during the party scene, um, Nick and um, Sarah are out on a date. They, like, go to, like, different restaurants for each course. Like, they go to a restaurant for drinks, and then they go to a restaurant for dinner, and then they go to a restaurant for dessert. But on their way to to dessert, he, like... He's like, like, what do you want? Yeah, she's like, I just want chocolate. And then he pulls out a little Hershey's Hershey's kiss, kiss, gives it to her, and he's like, oh, anything I want? And then they kiss. And it's just like... That's that's, a move. That's so cheesy. That is so cheesy. Yes. Um, oh, and then one more thing uh, that we forgot to mention. When Ben was crying because he missed his mom. Oh, that uh, was so sad. They sang the Mockingbird song. Um, and like, didn't they show home movies yeah. on the screen? Oh, yeah. that and was I, so sad. I think Pat was watching that, too, and learning about like motherhood from that. Yeah, yeah. and like how much ben, ben truly loved his mom. Yeah. And how much like losing her like really like affected him. Yeah. And when he did when they did lose the mom, um, the aunt 
came over for five weeks and then that we'll get to that scene but like basically her leaving was important because then Nick and Ben had a talk and Nick was like yeah and Ben was like promise you'll never forget about mom or something yeah yeah it was, it's basically just like the main like background of this story is just that like the mom died Ben's really torn four up about years it. ago right yeah, yeah. Ben's really torn up about it because, um, obviously, it's his mom. But then he's forgetting the fact that his dad lost, like, his wife. Like, it wasn't just, like, him losing his, like, mother. It was his dad losing his partner. Yeah. Um, And just forgot that, like, his dad's going to have to move on and going to have to find a new partner to, like, live life with. Because yeah. living alone and just, like, only, like, taking care of your kids is, like, fine. And, like, it's good for some people. But for um, Nick himself, he really wanted another partner. Yeah. And, like, while I had empathy for what Ben was going through empathy or something one of them like because I can't relate to that exact situation but while I, f I did feel for him like at certain points like yes maybe it's like more of a mature view of the thing but like he was such a dick to Sarah he like, was I think he was just protecting his family and kind of just like thinking that like no like we were a family before Sarah and she cannot just infiltrate yeah, this family I like, can totally understand it I I would, like, be so embarrassed if, like, no matter what contents, my kid was yelling at this grown woman, though. Like, I feel like I definitely understood Nick in that moment, too. Like, he was, like, like, this was one of the first times I've watched a decom, and I felt a lot more interested in the parent and, like, felt like I could relate to the parent when, like, even on other scenes when Ben was, like, doing things behind I'm like why why would my kid do this like I, th I saw myself more in the parent role for once really um yeah. so little backstory on me personally um my parents are divorced they divorced yeah. when I was in kindergarten um and when they started dating I kind of um was I was similar in Ben yeah. I was I wasn't like undermining my parents relationships and stuff but I definitely like didn't really want them to be dating because like yeah. I'm eight years old yeah no and no and i get that I, I just want my parents to be together so i can totally understand where ben's coming from but the only thing is that like it's not his parents being divorced and just dating new people his mom's dead yeah and she's not coming back and it's hard for him to grasp the fact that she's gone um especially because she like birthed him you know yeah. what i mean so i can totally i understand what Ben is going through and yeah. um I understand like he was he was lashing out and being kind of an asshole to Sarah I totally yeah. see that but at the same time like that's just how he was no, dealing yeah, no. with his trauma and there was no it wasn't just like that moment there was another moment I forget what the context was but like Nick like told him not to do that and like he was like kind of like gave him uh like he gave him back like he yeah. was like being a little asshole back yeah and I was like okay like ground him nick <laughs> i was like but. yeah it's just like yeah no like when, when somebody loses a parent like, yeah no it really like, part, I'm like takes a toll on somebody and they always they obviously like um and i'm not taking anything away from that but like i did feel for sarah like because she just walked in she didn't know what she was no doing i feel for all characters for yeah. sure but i just understand every single yes. perspective is what i'm trying but to like say, there was the scene where like angie like exposes the fact that her dad likes sarah to ben and he's like, no, he, no, she, no, he doesn't. He doesn't like her. And then he, she's like, boy, I'm a girl. I know these things. Even though she's eight. Yeah, she, she was a baller, that girl. Like, living her best life. Literally. Um, but yeah, so they have a party while the parents go out. And then um, during the party, 
uh, the girl that Ben likes threw off her jacket into one of the bushes while dancing really weirdly. It was like not necessary. She it was like basically just for the plot line that she threw the sh- the jacket because like while she was dancing down like like we mentioned earlier there was like that row and people were like dancing in the middle while they were dancing she was like dancing with her jacket and then just like casually just like threw it in a bush yeah or whatever and that like was not necessary but they did it for the plot which I totally yeah. understand but like so, realistically yeah. would not happen so yeah so they're partying and Ben doesn't want it to end and then Andrew's like yo we have 30 seconds get everyone out of here like yeah so and, then they everybody gets kicked out um and, and then Ben gets a little kiss from his girl and it was on the on the cheek so the middle school kiss that's very risque yeah um and then no the fact that the parents were kissing i'm like did parents ever kiss in disney channel movies like did anyone kiss did troy and gabriella kiss yes okay but not in the first one okay they waited a while yeah um but anyway uh so they kick everybody out and then pat and they're like oh my god we're basically fucked like how are we gonna get all of like get this entire house clean in like literally two minutes so then pat Pat says throw everything on the floor yeah she says throw everybody everything on the floor we're gonna i'm gonna absorb it into my little i don't know where go that's a good question that's probably why smart houses don't exist because where the fuck does everything go but anyway so it like absorbs into it and then the house is all clean nick is like oh my god oh you guys are oh you guys are good like you guys like didn't do anything bad like they didn't put their pajamas on and then while ben's talking while but this is the thing that bothers me like ben is like literally talking and then makes like looks at the jacket and then his dad looks at the jacket if ben just acted cool and pretends like he didn't see the jacket they would have gotten away with it because then on his way out he could have grabbed the jacket gone up to his room but the thing is is that they wanted him to be caught so then they're like okay he notices the jacket they get in trouble blah 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 yeah But but i felt like ben's character also that makes sense for ben's character like to like i feel like he's not the type to like misbehave that often so like when he like is trying to come up with a lie and then he catches like he's like oh no like i feel like that felt in character for a certain a little bit like yes it's also like advancing the plot points but yeah it did make sense and i also think angie said something in that like oh no like but like yeah um so then uh they get in trouble and then um nick says oh um Pat, you need to be more responsible with the kids. And then she takes that to a whole new level. She's not just, she's not being quote unquote responsible. She's literally controlling she's their entire lives. Parent. Not even a helicopter parent, a, her- a helicopter in general. Like, she wouldn't let them, like, leave the house. Like, she was, like, electric. Like, she no, literally- she's oh like, Ben, pull up your shorts. He's like, no, I like them like that. And he's like, N-, and like, he kept shocking the door. So, like, he had to pull them up. And he's like, yeah. Oh. And then also, like, Nick was going to, like, call Sarah while he was um, taking a work break. And he's like, no, Nick, you need to get at least another shipment in, like, for... And he's like, fine. And he tried to call her on the cell phone, and Pat intercepted the call. Yeah, so basically, Pat is controlling everything, and they're trying to get Sarah yeah. to fix it. Yeah, so and also we're... Angie, like, um, she, her temperature is, like, 97 degrees. And Pat's like, that's very close to a fever. You need to go to bed and eat chicken soup. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then... They try. They get Sarah to come over, and then that's when the hologram appears. Yeah, because Sarah <laughs> shuts down the house for like to give Pat a night of rest. Um, and then they're having dinner. Uh, and there's also like the climax, the emotional climax, besides the Pat stuff. So um, they're having dinner. Sarah made Ben peach cobbler because that was his mom's favorite. And she's like, I don't like your peach cobbler. I like mom's peach cobbler. And like he says, you'll never replace my mom. Um, and then Ben like. Nick, he runs upstairs and then Nick goes and talks to him. And like, 
that was like a very that strangely was, emotional scene for a Disney yeah. Channel movie. No, I think every single. But like was, not to that level of emotion. It, it reminded me of the um, emotional scenes at the end of every single Full House episode. Yeah. When they have that really intense talk and then they hug and then they like love yeah. each other after type of thing. Yeah, but even in Full House, I feel like some of them were like, like silly emotional talks, like Michelle stole a crayon or something. But yeah, um, this one felt really like you could like the actor did a good job for. Um, Nick, like he, yeah. like he was like, because I like what, like I lost someone too. Like when he said that, I was like, whoa, that's like, yeah, yeah. it was a very emotional scene. Um, but then when Ben is like in his room all alone after Pat's been rebooted, um, Pat comes into his room as a hologram. It's like we need to get rid of her or something. Yeah, and he's like, no, let me just go get Sarah. And, and then, then he's actually understanding. He's like, no, but like maybe Dad needs to be happy. Yeah. yeah. After that talk, he realized that like, not everything's about him. Yeah. But then at this point, like Pat was a, Pat was not awake during that talk, so then she didn't see this emotional conversation. So she's still trying to be really controlling, and she's like, "No, we don't need Sarah." Like blah blah blah. And then he tried to get rid of her. Yeah. Um, um, kicks he Pat kicks her out of the room, uh, the house, locks all the doors. They're stuck. Like he, the Coopers she are bolted. stuck in the house. She bolted. Yeah. Yeah, um, she bolts everything down. Oh, one more thing quickly, circling back, uh, when she was trying to watch cartoons, Angie, and then it was like, the amoeba. <laughs> like, that, that made me laugh. Like, the amoeba loves the lifespan. But, um, yeah, so Pat becomes a hologram, and the actress who played Pat, I had to say, was a really good actress. Like, she did it really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, that was really good. Um, and then, so... Pat tries to replace him, and so they, like, sleep on the floor, and then the rat that we mentioned before comes through, because Sarah's like, we need to get this rat in. And then, so, like, he gives a note, and it's like, Ben, pretend to be sick, and I love you, or whatever. And Ben tries to, uh, pre- he, like, pretends to have appendicitis or whatever, but then Nick's like, but your appendix is on your other side, or whatever. And, he, and then he, like, grabs his dad, and he's like, Dad. Like, he gives him that look. Yeah. Um, so, basically, they're all on the... Everybody's on the same side anymore. Ben's not trying to undermine Sarah. Um, he loves his dad. He loves Sarah. He's, like, totally cool with everybody being together. That was a quick, like, turnaround. But, like... Yeah. It's... But at that point, like, they were, like, in, like, survival mode. And yeah. they're, like, we're gonna work together, basically. Yeah. Um, and... But anyway, so, yeah. So, then Sarah, when the paper boy, from the beginning, throws the paper in, like, um... Sarah hops into the little armhole. Yeah. Where the um, arm who gets the paper... Comes yeah. out. I, I can't really explain the visuals, but um, if you've seen the movie, you understand. Yeah, there's, like, a hole where, like, also in the beginning, the Pat was, like, to the boy, like, next time, throw it closer or whatever. And then, so, yeah, it, she just, like, hops in and then tries to break into the computer system. But Pat's like, who are you? No, uh-uh. And then um, grows in size and then shrinks back down and multiplies. Um showing it was how, much more unique than the other gun. <laughs> yeah, basically just showing like how she can like control her hologram and like control everything in that yeah. house and like they have no control. Yeah, and then she starts like they like are all together and she like starts like spinning. She's like I'm a mother like no other like Yeah, I, she does like this hurricane shit. Yeah. And she's like I like I can learn like I need to protect you from the outside world and then there's like Nazi propaganda that she shows like from like World War II that's like I need to protect you from this stuff. Yeah. Like um I'm a mother like no other. 
And then um, Ben is like, dude, you, like, can't do anything. You can't even touch me. You can't console me. You can't, like, wipe my tears from my face. Yeah, and then she tries to sing the Mockingbird song or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and it just, like, doesn't work. And then, like, she tries to touch Ben to, like, give him a, like, touch his face or something. Yeah. And she just goes right through him. And then, and then she's then like, she, like, fuck. Yeah, and then she, like, takes a few steps back. And then, like, everything starts raining near Pat. Like, yeah, and it's hologram. basically, like, her crying. Yeah, and Angie's like, oh, Pat's crying. And then that's where the point, I was like, Pat was, like, yes, she was the villain, but, like, she, she did it out of love. No, and she accepted the fact that she was fucking up, and she left. Like, she, yeah. they didn't they didn't have to, like, murder the house or anything. She's just like, fuck, I'm not the right person for this, Yeah, and I'm a girl. And then she still helps out, like, as we see later on in the, at the end of the movie, where, like... They do that little wink. Yeah, the, the screen. Yeah, where she like makes some smoothies still and like. Is yeah, she's. They ended up like rebooting the house or whatever, and like she's like she's back and she's like still doing. They still live in the and smart then, house. Yeah, they still. They still ha- but now Pat has a face. Pat has a face, and also like, Pat isn't crazy anymore. She's kind of just like there to help, but she's yeah. not overstepping her boundaries. She's like maternal in a sense, but like as maternal, like with boundaries. As paternal as a tech as technology can be and apparently sarah's living with them now yeah they never specified that like yes they're dating but like that was they went fast yeah they went so fast you think pat like if this is gonna if they tried to do things pat was gonna be like get out sarah and like who knows i mean but basically like i think yeah to wrap up the movie it was it really showed that like the villain doesn't have to be this terrible person. They yeah. could just have bad... They could just, like, have yeah. good intentions, but act on it in a yeah, bad way. Yeah, it feels weird to say since Pat was, like, not a human, but, like, she felt very three-dimensional as yeah, a character. She, yeah, they did a really good job developing her. Yeah. And, like, well, there are other plot holes that, like, we noticed, but I think Pat was a really strong villain played by a really good actress. Yeah. Like, strong, strong character. Not even just a villain, but, like, yeah. Yeah, she was... She... I think that the the movie as a whole was actually, like, a really good Disney Channel movie. It was, like, a good movie. Not a lot of, like, if you look at, like, Disney Channel movies now, they're kind of, like, shit. But this one had such a great plot line, and it touched on such heavy subjects. The one thing that does kind of bother me is that in most Disney movies, it's um, a parent dying. But they don't talk about the fact of, like, divorce or just a parent leaving. Yeah. They always have to kill a parent off. And they can do the same and but have a different circumstance of apparently yeah the one time i remember like a divorce being talked about was in zach and cody yeah that's about it like i just think that it'd be more relatable for a lot more kids if it wasn't just a parent dying and it could like hit home for a lot more people and they can like really like understand the characters and like it could be their movie everything was either like death or like a nuclear family it wasn't really like there was no middle ground besides zach and cody Rumor hat like I remember reading something at some point. It's because um, Walt Disney's mom. one of his parents died. I think his mom died. Yeah, yeah. so that's why um, he always kills off a parent. Like they always kill Especially off. Especially in those early movies. Yeah, yeah. but um, and I totally understand that. I just think that um, for as a as a Disney Channel standpoint, they should start making movies more about like divorce or just one parent leaving. Because let's be honest, like not all parents are married. Not all of them like have need to get a divorce one just fucking leaves like it's yeah. not maybe they have since we've grown older but yeah. like i it's disney channel who knows um yeah but uh, like just comparing it to like kim possible which we watched which was like or from this year like in terms of the like storylines like these felt very real and like yes kim is supposed to be this super average woman uh she's not your basic girl yeah. here to save the world you can't stop me because i'm kim possible 
But yes, it's all good. Um, We needed that. But uh, Kim, like, they didn't know how to make Kim relatable. They didn't know how to, like, really tell a good story. Like, yes, the Athena-Kim stuff was, like, good at the beginning. But once we found out that Athena was not, like, was, like, the villain. Like, this, this had good emotion. It had a good, like... It had multi. It was very good in multiple ways. Like, yeah, I think that Disney. Movies it was a holistic have, movie. I think, holistically good. Yeah, I think that Disney movies have really um, gone downhill in the way that they're not relatable for for kids anymore. Like, you can't just like watch it and be like, "Oh, if I was in this situation, this is what I would be." Because no kid will would be in this yeah. situation. A lot. They're focusing a lot more on superheroes and that aspect, and not really making like relatable content for their viewers and like i felt like this was a family movie it wasn't just like a lot of these decoms now are just for the kids yeah Um, one thing that disney used to be really 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 good at is that they um they gave the parents voices yeah they they made like parental jokes um that like the kids wouldn't understand but then the parents would or they would like a lot in phineas and ferb that was like the last really good one um but yeah they would make make it relatable for the entire family so like everybody could sit down and enjoy the movie yeah no and i get that um like like i said i felt like i related to nicola in this movie but as a kid i probably definitely was like no ben like is the character that i like understood the most but like this one like you like every time you watch it it, you can like you like i felt like you said you felt for every single character you felt for angie you felt for sarah you felt for ben and you felt for nick all in that one scene i feel like disney channel movies now don't do that as if they do it, it's not as well. If they don't do it, then, yeah, clearly not as good. Yeah, I think that the old Disney Channel movies, um, you're able to grow with it. You're able to relate, like like how you said, yeah. you used to relate to Ben, but now you relate to Nick. You're able to grow with it and relate to new characters as it goes on, and it's kind of like a timeless movie. Versus this one was now, definitely timeless, besides the technology. Versus nowadays, it's more like um, you watch it, and it's really good for a year, and then you're like, wow, that was really shitty. Yeah. Um, this one holds up, definitely. Yeah. So how would you rate this movie out of all the things that we have watched so far, which are the Kim Possible live action um, and what was... Jimmy Timmy Power Jimmy Hour. Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. But how would you rate it out of our rankings? I think as current... a movie as a whole, it's probably the best. Yeah. Um, but I think adding the nostalgia factor um, and, like, for a cartoon, Jimmy Timmy really does hold up well. But... This one, like, if I were to, like, recommend a movie, like, I'd recommend Smart House, like, to friends now. Like, be like, have you watched Smart House recently? It's a good movie. It holds up. But, like, in terms of, like, I think I feel a connection more with Jimmy Timmy. So this is hard. But in terms of, like, if we're strictly basing it. Well, strictly basing this um, rating on quality. Quality, this is definitely the best. But, like, actually, I don't know. Yeah, I'll I'll do mine while you keep thinking. Um, it's definitely so, better than Kim Possible. Yeah, so my current ranking is going to be Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, um, Smart House, and then the Kim Possible movie. I think yeah. that the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour was so well done, and they did such a great job in integrating two different worlds and doing this like beautiful like collab type, and it was like really relatable for it wasn't really relatable, but it was like really um, it resonated with all age groups. It wasn't just like. 10 year olds really liked it because i remember watching it with my 15 year old brother and my 40 year old dad like we all liked it um versus i think smart house is a really great movie and it does a great job with that as well but the only difference is that it was more um 
I'm not a really big fan of live actions in general. I'm more mm. of a cartoon person, so this might be a little biased. But I also think that Smart House had a little bit of holes in that it was more... Um, it was based on this technology that wasn't fully developed because, like we said earlier, where does where does this stuff go when she absorbs it in the floor? Like, how does she make all this food? Who buys the groceries? Like, it left me with more questions than answers versus the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour really answered all of my questions. Yeah. Which is why my ranking is Jimmy Timmy Power Hour and then Smart House and then Kim Possible. I think you convinced me that that's going to be my ranking as well. I think another thing that I need to consider is, like, yes, this movie, like, did pull on emotions, but, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, funny moments like the jokes they tried to make didn't always land um yeah, whereas the jimmy timmy one like i was straight up obsessed with that clip of cosmo hula dancing for like a solid two days um but so that definitely made me laugh more mm-hmm. um and like it did like emotionally i think smart house had a better emotional story but and like i like that but also like if you compound the fact that this was jimmy timmy was like hit my childhood feels plus made me laugh plus like was a solid story and like actually had a lot of decent writing for it Mm -hmm. whereas this one felt like there were more plot holes i think i will edge it out it's not like a big leap like kim possible was to jimmy timmy but it's like yeah it's it jimmy timmy was better and yeah that's where i stamp um so thank you guys so much for watch for listening um because it is the end of the semester we um will not do me doing a spin just because we don't know what our next recording is going to be but um if you keep and if you keep looking at our socials we'll be sure to tweet out if we do surprise episode yeah yeah so um i've been jillian yes and i'm felipe and we'll play you out with jump jump the house is jumping from the movie that's all be our little outro song um where can they find you on social media i don't want to give it out okay at the at jilly philly wtbu on twitter yeah social um so yeah for jillian um i'm felipe and i'm jillian (laughs) and we'll see you next time bye thank you the house is jumping come on Get on the right track. First you gotta jump in, then you gotta jump back. Come on, come on, join the house line. Let's party on down, gonna make some time. Jump, jump, the house is jumping. Uh That's right. Jump, jump, Uh the house is jumping. Jump, jump, the house is jumping. Come on, come on, come on. Jump, jump, that's right. The house is jumping. Jump, jump, the house is jumping.